Today's episode is brought to you by the Brown Sugar Love Company. The Brown Sugar Love Company is a mother-daughter team sewing infant and toddler essentials by hand based in Atlanta. Their shop items are sprinkled with sugar and wrapped in love. Their offerings include burp cloths, infant and toddler towels, cloth books, and blankets. Any of the items in their shop can be customized or custom ordered. Check out their Etsy shop at Brown Sugar Love Co., their Instagram, Brown Sugar Love Company, or send them an email at brown.sugar.lovecompany at gmail.com. For a limited time, you can use the code KENDRA10 for 10% off of your purchase. Welcome back to the Kendra's Treasures podcast. Today I have Miss Kia D with me. She is a real estate investor, a mogul in my eyes, and she has a real estate portfolio worth a million dollars. So Kia, go ahead and explain a little bit more about that real estate portfolio. Yeah, sure thing. Um, So my real estate portfolio, as you mentioned, is valued at a million dollars which essentially means if you add up the current market value of each of those assets, you would get a million dollars. However, the call out here is that since I don't own those properties like outright, meaning like there is a mortgage on them, Mm -hmm. you would essentially to get to what the net profit of those would be, like, okay, they're worth a million dollars minus all the debt that's associated with them that would equal, you know, what my cash value is for those particular properties. So not a millionaire yet, but I'm (laughs) (laughs) You are on your way for sure. Um, So I think the biggest thing to also say about that is Kia is also under the age of 30. So this is a huge uh, step like milestone for her. Um, so Kia, what inspired you to get into real estate investment? Yeah, so it's kind of a funny backstory, but to try to make it as brief but colorful as possible <laughs> is so when I was at Tech, um, I was a resident advisor. And uh-huh. that is important to call out because that conditioned me to not want to pay rent. Oh. Because as a RA, you did not have to pay rent. That was your compensation for managing the lives and safety of 50 residents on your floor. Yeah. Um. So that's three years of me living for quote unquote free from a cash perspective even though again I'm trading my time right you know for that rent and so when I graduated that was the first time that I had really procured an apartment Um, or I didn't get an apartment I actually rented from um, an individual where like her daughter used to go to tech and I wasn't like close with her or anything but you know how you ask a friend of a friend and basically someone from tech was in that unit and they were looking for someone to replace the previous person's spots and bada bing bada boom that's where I lived okay it was a super nice place um was in Atlantic Station and oh yeah I remember that spot yes yes (laughs) that was one of our post x3 dinner right right? (laughs) and so you know like a lot of space great location all of that right so 
we were paying a very good rate for rent and it included like utilities, Wi-Fi, like all of that. And I could never understand like how is this woman charging us like such an economical rate for all this space? Mm -hmm. And then me being kind of a private eye, (laughs) (laughs) I I Googled the, the property because since it was like, you know, an actual home that someone owned i could look and see exactly how much it cost mm-hmm. and it also showed the hoa on the website and i'm just like this don't add up like it doesn't make sense right all this being said so i'm like okay and i look up i just randomly google the lady's name mm-hmm. the landlord and she owned all this stuff like and by stuff i don't mean just onesie twosie properties right. i mean like apartment complexes um in little random cities like so they weren't in atlanta they were in like equivalent to like an augusta Macon, like that type of city but i was so first of all shocked right because that's just not what i was expecting to find out from laying on my bed and searching (laughs) up on my phone yeah (laughs) you're doing your investigation exactly (laughs) but it was just like wow this is super attainable right Mm -hmm. because and I mean, silly me, um, you know, you think certain personas have a certain look. Right. And right or wrong, I mean, that is what it is, right? Like, I don't expect someone super fat to be in the NBA. Oh, Lord. Okay. You're right, though. You're right. Okay. I see where you're going. <laughs> but all that being said, you you can't tell things like this, right? So yeah. I guess I say all that to say seeing her and seeing the plethora of all the properties that she owned mm-hmm. was like, whoa, like, I want to be like that, right? Right. And so, literally in that moment, I told myself, like, I can't be her, but I'm about to be, like, a little junior her. Okay. Um, and so, I'm like, and if I'm going to do that, I have to, like, I don't know why I felt like I needed to do it, like, literally right in that moment. But, That's like, okay. I need to get out of this lease. I need to get my own property. I need to rent out half of it. Like, I need right. to make a move so that I could be closer to her and less like her customer. So wow. that was kind of the genesis of how I got started. That's that's a very unique perspective on um, starting, kind of starting your business. Like, to look up to somebody and then to make it your goal. Like you made that goal, like that was your goal right away and you went straight into doing it because I mean, I met you and I remember I've been to the Atlantic station spot that you used to stay at a couple of times. And then I remember it was like, boom, okay, I just got my condo and I was like, okay. And you got a roommate and okay, okay. And then next thing I knew, boom, you had another one. And then boom, you got another one. And I was like, okay sis like (laughs) so I mean yeah but um I had another episode with a woman who owns several different businesses and she has little business buildings um and she said that her husband jokes with her because he says when she gets an idea that means right now so Mm -hmm. it was kind of like it seems like that it was the same way for you also um, but wow, Kia, I'm so proud of you also. And I want to say that Thank you. <laughs> you're Thank welcome. You. Uh, so that. what has kept you motivated? Um, besides like the money, like, because <laughs> hey, the coin does matter, right? You're right. Um, <laughs> I think it's just really like a basis of who I am as a person. I'm very just like always sharpening the saw for lack of better terms. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, okay. 
I'm grateful to be here another day. God has put these ideas in my head. Mm -hmm. Like, why am I just going to let them stay in my head? Right. Like, let me see how many points I can put on the board if I try. Yeah. And by me doing that the same way, which granted, the other thing to call out is I privately admire this woman. Okay. I didn't like reach out to her and have a conversation like, oh my God, you know. Really? Mm-hmm. Even yeah. now, even now that you own. Even now, and I, I'm, as I hear myself say it out loud, I'm like, dang, maybe I should hit her up. <laughs> um, because she has inspired me without her even directly trying, right? So it's right. like, number one, yeah, there is that financial incentive, but it's also just like, okay, let me see how well I can do in this realm. And then kind of de facto is I do want to encourage other people. Right. Because... You, the thing that real estate has taught me is that the way that you can grow money through that type of asset versus, oh, let me put this in my credit union or my bank account, mm-hmm. it's unmatched. Okay. It, 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 there's no comparison point. And so it's just like there need to be more people who are comfortable and who see someone who look like them, who they think has the same swagger, right. you know, yeah. to where, oh, I see them doing it. I can do it, too. It's not this, you know, super mystified, cryptic realm that you have to know a secret passcode and do it. It's not that, right? Right. So I would say those things have kept me motivated. Okay, because from the outside looking in, like as a person who is not into real estate, uh, which is me, (laughs) it does it does seem like at times that real estate can be kind of cryptic and you're just kind of like, I don't know, how do I really get into this? Where do I really start? And I know that I think I've seen on your Facebook, you're starting to offer like, uh, like kind of like classes or courses where you're teaching people how you kind of got started. Exactly. So I teach people and I like to have the call out that I am not a real estate agent. Right. I do not desire to be a real estate agent. Right. I am a real estate investor. And what I teach individuals is how do you amass wealth mm-hmm. through real estate? Right. This right. is not you're not gonna leave the course and be able to sell your mom and your little sister a property. That that is not the competency. Right. The competency that you will gain is What do you look for when you're looking for a property? How do you buy it thinking as an investor, not just as a consumer? Because, yes, even though I've lived in several of the homes that I've owned, Mm -hmm. when I buy it, I don't just buy it for me, right? I buy it with my future tenants in mind. I buy it already thinking about when I sell it, who's going to like it. Right. Because that is a different mindset than, oh, like my you know, my family will look good in this house. That's important, right? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, you need to enjoy things that you pay money for. But at the same time, a property is a wealth vehicle. And let me show you step-by-step, play-by-play, how I scale from one property to multiple to it being valued at a million dollars. I like that analogy. The property is the wealth vehicle. I like that. Yeah. Um, I totally understand that. I agree with that. I don't, I just personally, um, I thought about taking one of your classes. I'm still thinking about it, but I think I'm just like, I think, and a lot of people maybe have also the same fear, um, of just really not knowing where to start, uh, with real estate investment. But I know my mom is definitely interested. So this will probably be an episode that she's like tuned all the way into, (laughs) but 
I know, right? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you've just really grown and like I've been able to see you grow. I got to see you grow a little bit like up close and then like I started having kids and we just kind of like <laughs> kids kind of put a distance between a lot of things. Um, but now I see you grow from a distance and you are definitely an inspiring young woman to watch. Um, and I'm so glad you that you decided to or agreed to be on my episode today. Um, Thank you. I'm so honored to be here. Yes. Yeah. Um, so did you ever consider leaving your full-time job just to pursue real estate uh, investment? Definitely not. Okay. And I emphasize the definitely with the no <laughs> <laughs> because it's kind of like taking a step back and thinking about the bigger picture. Right. And to not to backtrack, but I want to make sure that I call this out. I know... And this is a shameless plug, right? Okay, One of the yeah. concerns you mentioned about the course is like, well, you know, I don't know if it's for me because I don't even know where to start. Right. And I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions about education in general, but then also about my course. Mm-hmm. I'm very big on I'm going to get knowledge before I need to use it. Right. I just want it in my tank, right? Yes. This isn't like a grocery. It's not going to – it doesn't have a shelf life. It's right. not going to go bad. Okay. And so – Having the information, even before you're ready to pull the trigger, number one, you may learn something that tells you you're more ready than you think you are. Right. And then separately, even if it is like a a longer runway to it being relevant, it's like stay ready, don't have to get ready type of thing, right? So that's just one thing I want to make sure people understand about my courses. You're not supposed to have it figured out before you take it. That is to help you figure it out and come up with your timeline. So. There's that. Um, But the question you asked me about whether I ever thought about quitting my job, I say definitely not because when you kind of peel back the onion more on how real estate transactions work Mm -hmm. and what it takes for if you don't have like cash or you're not coming from the bank of mom and dad, meaning like getting gift money, like there's certain paperwork and like, proof you have to show of like you gonna pay these people their money every month right Right. and so for me it's like it makes more sense to maintain a career that will help me have those that paperwork and those credentials paperwork literally and figuratively right right because they like to see that you getting paid regularly correct and when you step away and you make this more of a like a I'm a full-time entrepreneur venture Oh, yeah, they'll loan, but not as much and not as quickly. Right. And you have to prove stuff for longer. And so that would be a hindrance to my business. And separately, like, in a not shady way, and I mean, granted, I don't have, like, a whole portfolio of, like, hundreds of properties. Right. But real estate does not do it for me enough to be like, oh, this is just what I want to do all day long. Right. I fundamentally spend less than six hours per month doing things related to real estate. Okay. Right? And that's the thing I like about it, right? Yeah. It's like you set it up, you get your tenant in there, you know, you do whatever, and mm-hmm. it's just working. And so it's just like it doesn't stimulate my mind enough at this point for it to make sense um, to kind of step away from – the fast paced work environment that I'm a part of and all the life lessons that I learned there that are transferable to my businesses. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just not worth it at this point to me. 
Yeah, it's kind of like, I guess it's like passive income because it kind of just, it comes to you just however, but it's not like something that you have to fully, I guess, at this point, dedicate yourself to. Um, Exactly. uh, Earlier on another episode of mine, I think it was my last episode when I was reflecting, I was, or it was another episode, I was talking about how people fantasize about quitting their job and working on their own, but um they don't really think about some of the implications that come with that. Like I know myself specifically, I need my job because one, um, it brings in more money than my personal business um, by myself. But two, also I have like benefits through my job. So um, I definitely plan on holding on to that for as long as I can (laughs) Uh, just solely for the benefits, definitely for like um, things like my 401k and, health insurance and stuff like that. So um, I definitely understand why you would hold on to your job. But I was just wondering because I have to ask. <laughs> yeah, yeah, completely get it. Yeah, uh, because I'm sure people would want to know like, well, if she does, if she has a million dollars, because I think people hear the million dollar portfolio like we were talking about before we got on um, and we're, and they would be like, but that's a million dollars. Why does she need a regular job? So I think that was something that was important to kind of clarify. And I'm glad that you and- were willing to yeah and I think another call out too to if I did legitimately have a million dollars in the bank Mm -hmm. um which I'm manifesting and that will happen someday sooner rather than later yes I'm still of the school of thought like even if I did you know want to be a cute little venture capitalist and invest in some of these companies and whatever whatever they're still fundamentally before I step away from corporations and do my own enterprises full time Mm -hmm. I feel that oftentimes people are so pressed to say they're the owner of something that they don't care about the caliber of what it is that they own and Mm -hmm. I mean it doesn't mean you don't care about the caliber but it's just like I want to be an expert right right and I do understand that yeah you can get out the mud and just because you haven't kind of been through the ranks and reigns at these different companies doesn't mean you can't learn it at your own company. But why do I want to learn it on my own dime? Right. I'd rather make mistakes, let my company pay for training. Yes. Let me just truly be a sponge and be a part of these different working sessions and teams. And you know what I mean? Like, cause you're learning everything about business at a business. I don't care where you work, whether you're on the operational side, whether you're on the sales side, whether you're on the customer retention that's learning things that can then be transferred into things you do either on the side or full time. And mm-hmm. so even if I had a million dollars in the bank at 28, I still feel like I would show up somewhere to where I'm going to learn yes. because fundamentally I feel like once you have that big boss title, it's not to say because to make, if you put yourself around the right people, you'll still get people who challenge you and, make you better and whatever but I do think once you step into a more entrepreneurial lane Mm -hmm. it does become more challenging to ensure that you're consistently improving and growing yourself um in a logical and cadence manner and so just because you have money I guess the takeaway of this Martin Luther King speech is (laughs) (laughs) just because you have a large amount of money does not mean you've gotten all the information you need to be yes. as successful as you could be doing yes. something. Yes. And depending on what you prioritize, for me, 
I want as much information until it doesn't make sense for me to stay somewhere getting information. Yes. Before I step away. Completely. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's an amazing perspective to have. That is like a major gem you just dropped for everybody. Ooh, I try. <laughs> I had a chocolate chip cookie earlier. So Did you? <laughs> so when you were at UCSA, so you went to Georgia Tech. And so I'm just going to say Georgia Tech for everybody who's like, what's tech? What is that? If they don't know, she went to Georgia Tech. What did you major in at Georgia Tech? Yes. So I have a bachelor of science in business with a concentration in operations and supply chain okay cool so do you feel like that kind of relates i mean obviously the business aspect definitely relates to your business but do you feel like that directly it directly relates to what you do now as an entrepreneur for sure okay um every single business function hobby hell managing your life as a mom and wife like all of those elements have a form of operations and supply chain how Mm -hmm. do you sequence things i mean even when you cook breakfast Mm -hmm. you know if you're gonna fry bacon and make biscuits you don't do them both at exactly the same time Right. right depending on what start stops first and so i think that operations has definitely helped me to not only be able to prioritize the different things that i have on my plate Mm-hmm. Um, but really big on maximizing the 168 hours I get per week and the 24 hours I get in a day to yes. make sure that I'm able to invest in things that I care about, nurture, you know, kind of side things like the real estate business, but also be a top performer in my corporate setting as well as, mm-hmm. you know, enjoy things in life, like traveling, like how we got to meet at X3, mm-hmm. you know, just, just different things. So. I fundamentally feel like just a shameless plug for people <laughs> if they don't know like what they want to study. Something like that, not only does every business need it, but you need that skill set to to thrive in life, in my opinion. Right, because you know my whole plug for my podcast is that I don't have a degree in business. I'm out here literally just doing it. So, okay. mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's good to surround yourself um, with people who have that kind of knowledge. I love that you talked about always being ready to learn because as a, and I have to say a former teacher, um, I, uh, I was always, I, I mean, and still even now as an administrator, I'm always ready to learn. So yeah. I, I enjoy taking trainings and learning because I don't feel like you ever you're ever going to stop learning or I don't feel like it should be a goal of yours to stop learning I feel like you should always absorb as much um education and information as you can um so why did why did you choose investing over becoming a realtor so this is gonna probably be a curt response (laughs) but so to me Realtors are definitely like, you know, they have a very important job. They help people purchase probably the thing that's worth the most, you know, that they're attached to. Right. Personally, I do not have the energy or patience with how (laughs) indecisive most people are to deal with that, to deal with the nature of that supply chain, right? Yeah. You have person looking for home typically for enjoyment of themselves or their family right and your job as an agent is to either you know help them purchase or sell said property 
And again, especially when you think about on the purchasing end, people have so many preferences. Yeah. You figure people typically have bigger hopes than budgets. Yeah. And I, I just don't have that type of energy to talk people off the ledge over and over again. Right. I don't like being a broken record. Right. Um, and again, despite how great of a job you do with one customer, mm-hmm. it's like, it's completely over, right? Like after that transaction is done, yeah. when you get the next person who's oblivious, right? You're starting over from scratch. Yeah. And so that's just not my idea of fun. I mean, everybody's into different things, and yeah. that's not my idea of fun. Um, so I've always known after reading Rich Dad Poor Dad as a my brother loves in high book. school. Mm-hmm. Yes, so good. Um, I knew that it made sense to learn more about it. But it wouldn't make sense for me to pursue it in that way. Um, And again, going back to being a real estate agent is a career, right? Right. Being a real estate investor is something you can do despite what your career is. It's extra. Mm -hmm. The same way you have a bank account, Mm -hmm. the same way you have CDs, the same way, whatever, like you can be an investor. And that's what I like about it. It's, It's icing. It's a cherry, but it's not my cake. My cape is whatever company I decide to take my talents to until I completely do my own thing. If I ever decide to completely do my own thing. Right, right. Ooh, you just really put everything into perspective. <laughs> you do a really great job of that. Are you a Capricorn? No, I'm an Aries. You're an Aries, right. Ooh, this makes so much sense. Okay, but yeah. Wait, what does that mean? Just, I'm just asking. I ask almost everybody who comes on, like, what they are. I was trying to remember if you were a Capricorn, but I was like, her birthday's not in January. And I was like, no. <laughs> so you're an Aries, yeah. Mm-hmm. Detail-oriented, like, to a T. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, I was wondering, because I was like, but she definitely has got some Capricorn in her chart. Like, I need to see your birth chart, because I know. <laughs> But don't mind me. I can get on like an astrology binge. We're just not even going to go there. Um, (laughs) um, So what is some advice that you would give to an aspiring investor? And I think you probably kind of touched on that already. But if you have some advice to give them, what is some that you would give? Number one, I would say take my course. Yes. (laughs) Real Estate Strategy 101. Yes, that's Um, a shameless plug again. (laughs) And so that's truly and that's number one, because. I'm trying to be high level in this conversation, but it really does a really good job of peeling back the onion to to talk through a lot of those rumors versus the reality of being an investor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say, like, truly, even if you didn't take my course, to just educate yourself. Yeah. You do not need to have it all figured out in one night of sitting on the sofa and looking at the phone. Right. And you're not going to figure it out that way, right? Right. Um, and... You know, you need to have conversations with people and not just random people who are wishing (laughs) and hoping and praying like you. Like, I mean, with professionals like agents, like a lender, like, you know, individuals who can help kind of be your compass when it comes to investing. You cannot sit by yourself in decision on whether you have enough money or whether your debt to income is too high. How do you know when you don't know? Right. Right. So so dispelling some of the the myths and limiting beliefs that you have within yourself and not in like a low self-esteem way. Right. But Mm -hmm. like just truly demystifying 
the process. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I tell people sometimes it's just like, you know how now it's Thanksgiving and probably this year it'll be a little different with COVID or whatever. Right. But during this little Thanksgiving to New Year's, it's like on New Year's, I don't know if I want to put on my little body con dress because <laughs> I already know that I've been cutting up. Right. But until you get on that scale, you may feel like you gain weight, You, but you don't know. Right. You don't know until you step on. So it's like, get in or get out think about it or don't but like if you're trying to do it then do it educate yourself and every time you learn new information follow up turn over the stone rinse and repeat right right but don't just all in your head oh and then just like abort the mission that doesn't make sense yeah you're right that doesn't (laughs) that doesn't make sense but i I think that's a, a something that gets in the way for a lot of people so i think that was awesome advice because people i know i definitely will get in my head and be like you know what i thought about it and i live i joke about this a lot and i tell people i live in my head um because i have i have full-fledged conversations i'm in my head i've already thought through everything that i think that i know that i can think through and if it doesn't make sense to me when i'm when i get done talking to myself then i'm not even gonna i'm not it's not even gonna come out of my mouth it's just gonna stay in my head like that's something that's just there Nobody ever has to know that I thought about this. I thought about it. (laughs) You don't need to know. It doesn't make any sense. Don't worry about it. Um, So I think that that's great advice. That's great advice. You're right. You never know if you gain weight until you stepped on the scale. That's perfect. That was the perfect analogy. And let's channel that we're not going to gain any weight, okay? Girl. Let's channel that, right? We're definitely going to channel that because... (laughs) I ate an orange before we got on this podcast, so I was, I'm just trying to just trying to get my life right because I cannot get to the gym with two kids in the house like that. Like you are looking snatched with your waist beads two babies later. It's and it's a struggle every day, especially like COVID made it even more of a struggle. Kia and I met at a gym for everybody who's listening, so we met at the gym um, X three. And we used to really, we used to hang out after the gym. I feel like we were like sabotaging our workouts though, because we used we to go eat. eating french fries and fried <laughs> foods after working out for a Yes. But you, you lived in Atlantic Station, so it was so easy because the gym was literally like five minutes from Atlantic oh, Station. Geez. So we just head over there. But uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so tell me about how you maximize your downtime and what other business ventures do you have in the work? So before you say your answer, I remember, I vividly remember our conversation years ago before I had kids where like we met at like Barnes and Noble um, and you told me about maximizing my downtime and planning out the hours in my day. And like I'm 30, you're like two years younger than me. So, like, I, I mean, I have no problem taking advice from younger people, but it, it's just, like, looking back, I'm like, wow, I really do have some wise friends who are younger than me. <laughs> so, um. I mean, and no, iron sharpens iron, right? Because yeah. Because all the times I reach out to you about random things, like, oh, my God, this is what's happening to me. Like, what do I need to cut out to, <laughs> to make sure that I'm able to see my abs or whatever, whatever. So, no, I definitely feel like. That is the reason, like, God even gave us language and stuff, right, right, is to communicate with people. Mm -hmm. Because no one person can be the holder of all this information. And it just, it would be too time-consuming. So, no, I completely remember the conversation that you're talking about. That's when we were 
talking about daycares and other stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy how time flies. The one right there off of Moreland. Yes. Um, yes. I vividly remember as well. Yeah. Um, But as far as maximizing my downtime, number one, I do try to do a good job of planning what that is. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, so looking at my work commitments and I'm not going to say work comes first because, like, you know, family comes first in theory. But obviously, my at this point, my family is not demanding on, like, a day-to-day basis. Right. Um, Since I'm a a free agent as far as, you know, being unmarried and not having children at this point. Right. And so I'm I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, I'm a friend, but I don't have anyone pulling on me in that way yet. Right. Um... So work from a Monday through Friday perspective does kind of obviously take precedent, but I try to, the same way I treat my work schedule, which is having a very regimented calendar, and I always try to, like, block time to think even for my work stuff, Mm -hmm. right, because I cannot just function people meeting with me all day long. How do I think and plan for those meetings? So I try to operate my side things in the same way. So I will literally block time to even figure out what I'm doing for my downtime for the week. So planning when I'm going to the gym, planning when I'm hanging out with friends, planning when I'm pulling up on my parents, Mm -hmm. planning when I'm going to read a few articles on LinkedIn or Forbes to sharpen the saw, planning when I'm going to plan for my business, like, Mm -hmm. and also planning fun little BS activities because all work and no play makes for a dull girl. And that's just not, the life I'm trying to live. Right. Um, You've never so, been dull. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, what is the point of that, right? And right. Even of, of getting all this stuff in life, like, what's the point of having it if you're not going to leverage it? And I do truly believe, like, money is a tool. Mm-hmm. And Kanye West has it, which, you know, not... Shout out to old Kanye. Old Kanye. Um, <laughs> definitely old Kanye. <laughs> but in his song, Good Life, he says having money is not everything not having it is and I think that is such a profound quote because I guess that's also and I left this part out on the motivating part of everything I do from an investment perspective and just kind of like my artificial sense of urgency to do things in general and try to see how great I could be Mm -hmm. it's like I do want financial freedom and I do believe that no money can't buy happiness but ask somebody who's in a terrible financial situation if they want money they're gonna say yes 100% of the time yeah of course (laughs) like period yeah and so I just want to make sure that I'm a good steward again of the talents and kind of the innate things that I have within me not only to leverage them for my own stuff but obviously my loved ones and then now it's kind of scaling to even people external to that right because even if me and someone are not friends quote unquote Mm -hmm. um i think it's important that people know what is possible yes right we all know about being a doctor a teacher a lawyer a nurse like these certain type of roles yes but it's like we can be more than one thing. You can. The same way that when we're born, we're more than one thing. You're automatically someone's child, and oftentimes you're someone's sibling. Right. And then you're people's friend. Right. And then you're someone's student. And so so why can I only make money one way? Yes. 
I, I, that's not, I don't have to do that. You don't, you don't. They, what is it? It's, is it a quote or is it a saying like about the seven streams of income or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The mm-hmm. average millionaire has at least seven streams. And it's like, let's not overcomplicate it. They don't have to be seven businesses. Right. Right. But it's money coming in seven different ways. That could be dividends is one. A W-2 job is two. Mm-hmm. Passive income from real estate, three. Mm-hmm. You know, like there, the list go. you make a little ebook. Yeah. Push that four. Yeah. You're doing this podcast. You get residual from sponsorships. Like there are ways. And it's just like, especially the African-American community. Yes. We are so much more. Because I thought we're very into things in the performing realm for whatever reason. And I say performing, like, that's to me musical talent. Yes. That's athletic talent. Mm-hmm. It's even, actually, I'm not going to say that because it's probably controversial. <laughs> but it, things that are on a certain platform, but other things we just kind of don't tap into. And it's just like, do you realize what a small chance you have to do some of these things? Yeah. So I think we just need to change the narrative and kind of push the envelope because and it's not even really pushing the envelope. That's the thing. It's like other people have been doing this for decades and decades. Like right. get in the game. Right. We it. I think. Do you think it's more like difficult for our community to get into the game because of our lack of like knowledge as far as it's not something that was kind of given to us. I feel like sometimes other races, maybe Mm -hmm. they were more prepared for this, that type of, you know, to have that type of perspective when it comes to what you can and can't be. I feel like a lot of times in our community, we are told that we do have to be one thing. Like we are, we are pushed. They, our parents, I mean, you know, most people's parents push them. Like, they're like, you gotta be a doctor. You gotta be a Mm -hmm. lawyer. You gotta be this because this is how you're going to make money. Like my mom, on the other hand, was just kind of like, you know, I want you to she wanted me to be a creative thinker. And she did that. Like, I think creatively about everything. It, it just kind of just flows out of me, <laughs> right, like, in anything know. that I do, <laughs> right, and, and, like, it doesn't always just translate over into, like, artwork or photography, you know, it can go into, like, my job, like, I was telling you how I have to organize things at my job before we got on, and just, like, I think that our community, we don't get enough, or we haven't gotten there yet, where we're getting enough information about how to do things like that, that's another reason why I really wanted you to come on, because, you are like a well of knowledge. And I think that it's so important what you're doing with the classes that you're teaching, but especially to get people who look like us to see somebody who looks like us teaching us how to do right. And acts like us (laughs) (laughs) teaching us how to do these types of things. I think that I think that it, that that is something that we are missing um, and something that we need to, we do need to get in the game. Right. And, and to, to answer one of the questions that was within that, which I agree a thousand percent with everything you just said, is we are, as a community, more ill-prepared, not intentionally and maliciously, mm-hmm. but just kind of, as they say, de facto, right? Right. Because how can someone teach you something they don't know? Right. And that is the fundamental reason why I tell people, and again, it's not just about my course, is knowledge and information in general. You should never run away from an opportunity to learn. Right. Now, granted, I'm not about to go randomly sneak into a Georgia <laughs> Tech 
electrical engineering class (laughs) (laughs) just to be there learning that for no reason yes but anything that is a low risk low investment of time and to me like under a hundred dollars is a low risk um or just even spending 90 minutes volunteering in a particular space to get certain information or spending Mm -hmm. 18 months in a role at a certain company to get a perspective right people love to watch little um instagram videos that are seven minutes with you know these different little call outs or people love to watch some random things on netflix but like a lot of stuff you gotta live right a lot of stuff you have to really be in the pool your toe just can't be in the water right and again you also have to when i say you not you kendra but like (laughs) we people or individuals we have to challenge even those things that our parents taught us. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, they did the best they could with what they knew. And that Mm -hmm. could be a lot depending on who your parents are. Right. Like I I feel a thousand percent, I am standing on the shoulders of giants and without them being as scrappy and as discerning and everything as they were for Mm -hmm. me um, coming up, I would not be where I am, but kind of piggybacking off of what you said on, your mom wanted to make sure you were creative. My parents definitely taught me to be a critical thinker mm-hmm. and to not be a brick in the wall and to mm-hmm. not be a stick in the mud, right? Right. And so they can't teach me everything about real estate. They can't teach me everything about navigating in the corporate world and like, you know, but the thing, the seeds they planted mm-hmm. get me there. Right. But you have to, I feel like, be willing to learn even when it's not a class, right? Right. The random people who've asked me to coffee where it's like, I don't have nothing in common with this person. Like, right. I don't want to <laughs> go to coffee with them. Like, it's awkward. They're someone 20 years older than me and, you know, <laughs> someone who I just don't relate with. Yeah. But building that personal rapport has gained me so much perspective, not even just about at a particular company, but life and just other ways that things work, right? And so I think individuals have to embrace unorthodox seemingly disguised opportunities yes. to get new skill sets and information yes that is because what you that's already correct. learned you already learned you can't learn it no more from the same person Learn right some new shit. right exactly <laughs> i yeah, talked I about it. um i just told one of my friends uh how college is like a huge kind of an unlearning experience also and mm-hmm. then after college is like another unlearning experience mm-hmm. um a lot of things i had in my life there were a lot of things that i had to unlearn because i'm like wait a minute what so it doesn't work that way you don't just graduate and get a job that's paying you six figures like you kind of have to you know unless you especially not with an English degree like I did like you're not (laughs) like you gotta get it out the mud mud like (laughs) the the mud mud listen (laughs) an English degree you gotta get it out the mud mud unless you are like coming out with books written or something but um yeah so yeah no that's you're right yeah but you got to get out the mud mud when you got an english degree because (laughs) so uh oh do you have any other um any other business ventures that you're doing right now like community service wise like i know that you do like to figure out ways to give back um do you have any ways that you're doing that 
Yeah, so I recently joined, or I guess it's not so recent, this is November, and this was like March, but um, <laughs> I joined the junior board of an organization that I actually was fortunate enough to participate in when I was in high school called 21st Century Leaders. Oh, okay. Which focuses on supporting, cultivating, and nurturing our next generation of leaders, specifically mm-hmm. students who are in high school in Georgia with the emphasis on minorities. And so um, I just hope, like, strategic planning and, like, filling in at volunteer events and stuff for that community. Another cause that I'm very passionate about, I don't have, like, a formal title, Mm -hmm. um, is an organization called the Georgia Justice Project. Okay. It essentially is an organization aimed at reducing the implications of hardships faced by ex-offenders. So individuals, you know, who made a mistake, committed a crime. Mm -hmm. Um, making sure that one crime does not determine your entire life. Right. And a lot of that has to do, again, with financial stability, access to gainful employment, and just connecting individuals with opportunity. Right. Um, and so that's a cause that I'm, like, extremely passionate about. Yeah. Just because going back to, like, not going with status quo, I completely understand that there are thousands of causes that are so worthy, right? Mm -hmm. You know, there are children starving or hell, there are people starving in general, despite age. Um, You know, there are things with animals, there's things in the, the, you know, like outdoors, all these things. And I feel like of all the injustices or whatever, this is one of the causes or like recidivism is something that's prickly and a lot of people don't like to touch it, smell it, feel it because it's like they feel like that population um, deserves kind of the hardship that they face. And I just personally don't believe that one thing should fundamentally negatively impact every other interaction you have for the rest of your life, right. whether it be from an employment or just social perspective. Um, so yeah, those are things from a com- civic engagement pers- perspective that I'm engaged in, yeah. but from a business front, um, so of course I have the properties that I self-manage and I'm continuing to grow my portfolio separately. I am building up a suite of courses. So I do feel that when I have conversations with individuals, um, there are certain things that I can just see people honing in on. Mm-hmm. And it's not, truly, it is not to capitalize from a financial perspective. I just recognize that by me building these courses, I am able to reach more people than I have bandwidth and capacity right. to reach and re- like to reach face to face. Right. Um, and so that is what I want to do because. The game is there, right? The game Mm -hmm. is being played every day, 24-7. Yes. Until we know the rules and until there's someone who can translate it, I just feel like we're going to be in the same spot. And so that is my goal, essentially, to roll out a suite of courses about different um, facets of life that I've been able, that I think, are kind of unorthodox for a lot of members of certain communities. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you navigate in a corporate setting? Like, I've applied for for the jobs that I've had, Mm -hmm. for the companies I work for, I should say, I've applied for two jobs, but I've had, like, five. Okay, right. How do I continuously get promoted without, you know, applying, right? Right. Or how do you 
what do you look for in a small business to ensure that it's actually profitable? Mm-hmm. Because I know in 2020, people think an LLC is a business. An LLC is not a business. Like, it is a business, but if you are not making money mm-hmm. and you do not have a strategic plan, right? it's a hobby. It is a hobby. If you don't have a plan, it's definitely a hobby. <laughs> yeah. If there is no revenue yeah. for a certain amount of time, it's a hobby, right? So what are the same things that big companies like that I've supported it, as well as small businesses that they look at to ensure that they have a bottom line impact? And so, you know, I have membership programs in the work, just all these different things to, again, demystify what is education because right. it's not just going to a school and getting a degree. How many people do we know with hella student debt and a degree in it framed in the house, but it gives them no value. Right. But what about the things they don't teach you in school that you need to financially alter your situation and to alter the generations that come after you? Yes. Yes, that is so true. Uh, for a long time, I felt like I wasn't even using my own degree, my English degree, because I was like, well, I'm just, I was teaching art. I think when I met you, I was teaching art. And I was like, I'm not using my English degree. Like, <laughs> it's really just at my house. And um, right. now, definitely, I am, I feel like through this podcast and through the other podcast that I do with my friend, um, I'm definitely using my English degree with the, the speaking language aspect and the writing out the episodes and writing out questions and doing things like that. But before, yeah. for a minute, I felt like I was like, I really just went to college and got a degree and did not use it. And then I recently received my master's degree. Um, hey. Yes. <laughs> in uh, early childhood education and leadership. And then I ended up getting a promotion after shortly after, like very shortly after I finished my degree. Awesome. So, yeah. So I am using my master's degree and I better use that one because it costs a little more. <laughs> hey, that part. So um, I'm going to skip to like the last question that I sent you, the very last one, because I feel like the one before that, when we kind of talked about it, when we talked about black community, the black community's access to this type of information, um, how do you plan to use the knowledge that you've gained to give back to your community? Definitely. Um, I'm very big on kind of the whole each one teach one. Yes. And so truly just from my organic day-to-day interactions, I make it, and not literally every day, right? Because who has that type of time? Right. But I make it a point to to not be a hoarder of information. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's evident through my courses, but it's also evident just in like day-to-day conversations or even like, you know, dating as far back as, when we were having that mastermind session at Barnes and Noble. <laughs> we need to have another it. mastermind session. Just, I need to come talk to you <laughs> no, real quick. For real. <laughs> but it, it's just like, to whom much is given, much is required. Right. And I truly believe that. And that's a quote that one of my middle school teachers used to always say. And it's just like, okay, that sounds cute or whatever. But no, truly. Yeah. Like, who are you to be blessed in such a way, but you don't want to be a blessing? Right. Right. So I feel like I try to share as much as possible. But again, I'm trying to do it on a more scalable basis Mm -hmm. so that it's not just limited to people who are like, quote unquote, in my circle. Right. Because even though I have an affinity, obviously, um, for those individuals, I feel I mean, hell, even if I don't know and love you, I want people to win. Right. Even people I don't like, like truly don't like you can't eat with me. But <laughs> I want you to eat. Right. Uh, so 
um, doing that, I'll continue, you know, to do my volunteer work. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like, and, and being an inspiration is important to me. Not like, I don't live my life to be an inspiration, right? Mm-hmm. I live my life to be pleasing to God and to be pleasing to my parents and to, you know, make myself happy. Right. But I do truly think it is very important. Um, and you can see it like, for example, and I'm not comparing myself to these individuals, but like, you know, you have your rappers and you have your um, like musicians in general or like athletes. It's cool for them to be good at whatever their talent is. Right. And then they're whatever type of person they want to be. Yes. And that is celebrated. But when people like hear someone has gone to Georgia Tech, Mm-hmm. Oh, I, autom- I automatically put glasses on the person in my head. <laughs> Even, like, I visualize them in glasses. And then it's like, oh, they work corporate. Mm-hmm. And oh, they're an event. Like, I just have an image of this stuffy-ass person. Right. And it's like... And you're not that person at all. <laughs> no. not, And I never will be. Right. And so it's just like, I want to make sure that people know... I don't care who you listening to on the radio. I don't care what your bank account is right now today. This stuff is doable. Yes. It does not take rocket. It's not like something like singing, you got it or you don't. Okay? Yeah. Like, if you can't hit that one, two, you can't. <laughs> but a lot of this stuff can be learned. And so I just want to inspire people to see that. Like, I, I am not special. I am not no child protege. Like, I was not a silver spoon kid. Like, none right. of those things, right? It's not situational. Yeah. It is learned and is kind of a repeated process. And for whatever reason, people get it when it comes to like exercise and they know, you know, if they cut out sweets and reduce carbs and just eat protein and veggies, you already know them abs and legs and everything about to pop. It's about to but pop off. Things in every other realm to kind of have similar results. Yeah. Analogous to that specific realm. So right. learn those things and implement them. Right. So I just want to be living proof of that. I think you definitely are. I think that a lot of times people want like that instant gratification, especially, I mean, it just even referring back to like working out and dieting, people want to see it right away. But anything Uh we all know, anything worth having or anything that's going to be long lasting is not going to come to you right away. So um, I think that that's another, that might be another hurdle, I guess, for people when they think about investing in real estate, because they're going to want to see their money like right away or investing in anything or starting your own business even, because even if you start your own business, that doesn't mean you're going to see the money right away. It still takes like a couple of years. I know uh, my mom had a conversation with me. She's really great with numbers and uh, budgets and stuff like that. And she can she can break down how many years it's going to take for me to see a profit um, just based mm-hmm. off of like numbers that I give her. Like she low key has to be my lady who does who does my books because <laughs> like I mean, I think it's <laughs> I mean, I think it's important to surround yourself with people who can help you and um, also do things for you that you might not be so great at. Like, I know I'm not strong. Numbers is not my strong suit. Never has been. Probably yeah. never will be. Um, and <laughs> I have to find people who can help me do that so that they so it can be done correctly so that I can see um the benefits of that because if i'm doing it myself i'm just going to be out here spending money 
and I'm going to be like, well, I did get a little bit of money, but did I make a profit? Like, you know, so my, my mom is great with that. So she kind of has to help me with that. But I definitely need to come have a, we need to have another, uh, <laughs> mastermind. another mastermind session um, in Barnes I'm and Noble <laughs> for real. So uh, where can people find your courses? And I think this is going to be the last question. I want you to plug all of your information because I know people are going to be looking to find these courses and they're going to be asking me questions and trying to figure all of this stuff out. So where can they find your courses? Yep. The easiest way to navigate is probably through my Instagram page. And so my Instagram handle is obviously the at sign <laughs> underscore Kia D. So K-I-A-H-D underscore. Right. Um, and so there's a link in my bio and it has the course that I have now, but it will also have all of the incremental courses that get um, added to my portfolio. Mm-hmm. And so um, that is the best place to check it out. And if you have any questions, you can DM me via that medium as well. Um, but definitely super um, grateful for this opportunity, Kendra. I think what you're doing is super dope. I have continued to be impressed at how <laughs> you manage to handle all of your new roles so gracefully. <laughs> See, and I'm I'm doing what you said. I'm being multiple ways, things. Okay? <laughs> that, that's key. What that's key. <laughs> huh? So, um, thank you so much for letting me be a part of your podcast. Oh, thank you so much for agreeing to come on. I was very nervous when I asked you. I was like, damn. I was because like we I like I hate to reach out to people like after years of not speaking. It hasn't been years because I think the last time we saw each other, we were at church. And so he and I also go to the same church. It was so random. Like this girl was literally meant to be in my life. Um, <laughs> from the same county right from the same county Kia's from the south side too you know some of the same people yes it's really Why strange yeah like you were literally meant to be in my life so um but yeah I but I was just nervous I'm nervous but I get nervous anytime I ask almost anybody who I has can. like I mean because I'm just like do you really would you be on my podcast because it's about small business and I don't know because people I mean I expect people to say no but so far, everybody's been pretty receptive. Um, but I was very nervous. I was nervous when I asked uh, I you because that. I was only because I, I and then remember, I thought I didn't have your number anymore. And I was like, do I have her number? So I sent you a Facebook message and I was I like, I deleted out the phone. Right. And I was like, uh, <laughs> but then I found out that I did have your number and the whole thread popped up. Thank you to the iPhone. So hey, that part. Right. <laughs> So I really do. I have to thank you definitely for coming on to the episode of Kendra's Treasures today. Thank you for dropping all of those major gems. Like people are really, they need to hit you up. Um, They need to search your courses, find you on Instagram and um, get all of that stuff together. Because I mean, you're just really like, like I said, you are a well of knowledge. And I appreciate the fact that you are open to sharing Uh, that knowledge with people even if you don't know them you don't have to know me to get this knowledge and I appreciate that Um, I think that people will be appreciative of that as well so I definitely have to say thank you for coming on I wish you all of the success in your business ventures I can't let this episode end without thanking all of you loyal listeners for tuning in this week to another episode of the Kendra's Treasures podcast 
before you go, make sure that you're following me on all of the social network platforms. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and on YouTube um, and TikTok. My name is Kendra's Treasures on all of those platforms. If you would like to purchase waist beads or if you're looking for any of the other services that I provide, you can check out my website at www.kendrastreasures.com.